three, two, one, cue in. Hi, I'm Luke Campbell, and I work for a small wine company, and he's Luke Morris, and... I'm interested in getting some of the Gamby ice cream. And together, we are Luke's Talk Wine. We talk about all things wine and booze, popular culture even, think about when to drink, why we drink it, and the culture that surrounds drinking. Hello, Luke. <laughs> G'day, Campbell. You're not going to ask me any questions about that, uh, the ice creamery shop question? What is the ice creamery <laughs> shop you refer to? <laughs> we, get, we have an Instagram and we're getting followed by people. And someone who um, runs an ice cream shop, I assume, is also, um, I don't know if they have a, a, a Riesling cone. Uh, that'd be yes. good that'd be good chocolate dipped Shiraz maybe I don't know yeah we got a follow from somebody who runs an ice cream shop most people seem to be into booze which makes more sense and anyway. you refer to none other than Nagambi Lakes Ice Creamery at Instagram is that what you're referring <laughs> to <laughs> that's what I'm referring to I'm just looking at uh, um, uh, Instagram now yeah Cool. Well, sorry, to, sorry to sidetrack your uh, introduction. Your introduction. Yeah. No problem. Well, welcome to season three and hello to the listening audience. This is episode three of season three and this afternoon, this evening, tonight, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we have got an episode for you. Hopefully. This week's topic, loosely based on your and my interaction from last week, what snacks and if you have any snacks... What goes with what wine, snacks, oh, and what wow. wines they go with. Yeah. We have a listener question actually. Rebecca from Curl Curl writes, Why aren't all wines vegan? And we'll get to that a little bit later on. But first, and as in every week, Luke's Morris, what's been happening <laughs> in your wine world this week? Ow. I'm just, so I'm just, I'm still looking at Instagram. Um, do you know what? We're episode three, and we're going to try and get at least 20. I think you said 20. I want at least 50 um, and more and more and more uh, entries in the hottest 100 wines. Yes. How are we going there? Uh, we're at zero. Oh. So um, we we, we, we got to start promoting it again. We didn't yes. do any promotion of it last week, so we got to do it this week. People, get those votes in for your hottest 100 wines as we begin to compile the list. What are the what are the legals we need to go to? What are what are the rules we need to go get through to? There's no vintage; it's just the wine. Just the just the wine. What's your coolest wine? What's your coolest wine in Australia or the world? You can go the world. Don't the really world. care. Um, but uh, there's the links on the Instagram. That's probably that's one of the things that triggered my memory for that. Yep. Um, and how else do we get it out there? How else do we get the link out there, Campbell? Well, we can oh. get it out, uh, yeah, at, via the Instagram. Talking about it on the podcast, people can share it with their friends. Can we put Can we put the link in the podcast notes? Is that Is that I don't know yes, how I, I don't I know how podcasts know well, work well enough to be able to say that people click on that. And... I can get the link. In our podcast notes going forward, absolutely we can. Oh, rad. All yeah. right. 
Okay. But first, well, thanks very much for uh, getting that off your chest. Hi, this is Luke Morris from Luke's Talk Wine. I've written some books, so visit lukemorrisha.com.au. Go there, see the books, buy one, support the podcast. That's lukemorrisha.com.au, L-U-K-E-M-O-R-R-I-S-H-A.com.au. Have a great day. But me first, I have to make an adjunct to last uh, week's episode. Oh, I did okay. invite some feedback and I did ask for feedback. Well, <laughs> did I get it? So oh, right. last, last week, last week, you came onto the podcast very diligently and explained that, you know, you, you have a tradition or, or a routine. You had some friends over from the UK and you guys have a long-term tradition of hooking into some fish and chips with some extravagant oh. and decadent champagne. Yeah. And then you said to me, and I quote, and we can go back and listen to the tape, what do you do with fish and chips, Campbell? Yeah. And I, I replied, think so. yes. I replied, and you said Chardonnay. Correct. That's right. So yeah. the question was, what do I do, listeners, with my fish and chips? Well, I do Chardonnay, and I love Chardonnay. And I generally like a Margaret River Chardonnay or maybe in Adelaide Hills if I can't reach for a Margaret, Hill, Margaret River Chardonnay with my fish and chips. Well, yeah. didn't I? I got texts. I got emails. It was all happening. Why didn't you mention Semyon? What? It's Luke's talk of Riesling. <laughs> you should have done a Riesling. You should have done barrel I mentioned Semillon. Riesling. You, you, were, sh- you were all oh. over Chardonnay. Well, listeners, did I get some feedback? We weren't doing the best food and wine matches of the world, listeners. What we were doing is simply what do you do? Thank you very much for your feedback. Noted. But what I want to do, I just want to stipulate once again, what I do with my fish and chips on my Friday night is Chardonnay. Wow. (laughs) I didn't get any feedback on that. I guess everybody just agrees that you should have uh, uh, over the overpriced champagne with your fish and chips <laughs> well maybe maybe not <laughs> i don't know but did i get some feedback Woo-wee. good anyway uh noted which leads perfectly into this week's topic actually because based on our little conversation last week i just wanted to touch base and drill down you got me thinking actually because you yeah. got me thinking about you said oh campbell have you ever been holed up in a in a park with a bottle of Petrus and you've really wanted to just snack on it with something? Or you, you actually said, what did you say? A big big ticket wine with um some sort of delicious snack, and it got me thinking. And you know, I mentioned s- some snacks and what I like to do. And in previous episodes, we've spoken about our routines and rituals around food and wine matching. But moreover, I just wanted to touch on snacks. And I got to thinking, you know, over the weekend of what snacks were playing around and what I put with them. And this might, uh, you know, obviously I've got a young family at home. So Friday afternoon after school, I was home <laughs> with my boys and I stuck some chicken nuggets in the air fryer for the boys. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say cut up some carrot sticks and made well, some cheese soldiers. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. So just okay. very, very quick, um, just stuffed in the chicken air fryer. Nuggets. Yeah, nuggets. Yeah. Straight in the air fryer, out, ding, ding. There they go, boys. I opened the fridge and I thought, geez, I could have I could have something golden refreshing with these. And then I thought, oh, no, I won't even bother. Anyway, I opened the fridge and a bottle of rosé fell out. And I, I thought, did hello. it? I thought, hello, this is a sign. Um, yeah. 
And it was actually, it was a fighting gully rosé actually from Beechworth. It was made out of Sangiovese, mind you. But I just had a couple of snacks of uh, nuggets and rosé. And I thought, hey, I think this is a thing. that Luke Morris and his fried and champagne, he's onto something here. And so <laughs> this is all right. I snap it, snap it down, you know. Thought, gee, that's all right. No right. So anyway, the night goes on. We watched a bit of the footy and carried on. And my lovely wife was was out and about and put the the kids are roaming around third quarter of the footy and they end up finding my chocolate snatch. And I had this chocolate bar. It was um, Cadbury's, you know, that caramel. It's not quite chocolate, really. It's more caramel, really. But it's white chocolate and dark chocolate mixed together. Ah, uh, okay, I, yeah. Was, Is it like a top deck this. or something? Kind of like that, exactly, yes. And I was just jumping down that and I shared it out with the boys and I had one left and I thought, you know what, I, I need something. And I, I went over to the whiskey cabinet, actually. I went over to the bar and I thought, oh, I'm going to have just a, a wee, wee dram of whiskey. And I've got a, a whiskey that was... um distilled fermented effectively in a in a sherry and then i thought i got to think i thought oh i could have a sherry and then i thought even better i could have a px i could have a fortified pedro jimenez with my caramel and it was utterly delicious so so tasty oh and it just it just got me to thinking about snacks and wine Do, do they work luke morris oh yeah i mean that's a merrick uh, Watts from uh, the, he's, he does his own wine show. He he, um, he talks about uh, what is it, chicken twisties and chardonnay. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a match made in heaven. Uh, chicken twisties and chardonnay. There you go. Yeah, and uh, anything chickeny and chardonnay works out pretty well. Absolutely. But I, I, th- I think I don't know. I I, I think you, you don't want to overthink it too much. I mean, nah. is, is, isn't a snack supposed to be something that you're just sort of not thinking about? You're just sort of munching? Well, that, like yeah, some this... dried fruits. And, well, well if, if we go through snacks and try to identify things that specifically go together, mm. like, you know, you, they don't, not too many wineries, I know some of them do, but not too many wineries give you a, a, a four-course Chick- meal. Well, they don't give you chicken nuggets and rosé either. Maybe they should. They're missing a <laughs> trick. I think so. I think, I think we're on to something here. Like, you know, what would you do out. with party pies, Campbell? Oh, if you, party since pies. you're talking about footy a bit there, I was expecting you to draw out party pies. Let's go through the snacks then. Yeah, go uh, on. So, uh, Trist, uh, Auss- Aussie snacks. We've got to do Aussie stuff. Yeah, so go on. Try chicken Tristies is, is Chardonnay. Definitely. Uh, party pies, bit of tomato sauce as well. Sparkling Shiraz. Oh, really? Yeah. Even with the dead horse on top? Even with the dead horse. I'm open oh. for alternatives, but that just sprang to mind. Okay. Yeah. No, I just say that's a bit bit heavy going for a bit of pastry and, and something that passes as beef these days. Really? It's cold, though. Oh, uh, the cold. cold and the hot pie. Yeah. yeah. See, I want to go a Cabernet. I want to go a Brossa well, Cabernet, like a warm climate Cabernet. Well, there's, there's always room for Cabernet in my life. You know that. So I'm a... I'll, I'll take that under advisement. All right, next, next snack. Maybe a bit of mint. Uh, s- sausage roll? Sparkling Shiraz. <laughs> 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 no, you could probably go You could probably go something a little bit lighter there. Uh, let's go with 
Vionia. A Vionia? Oh, yeah. Shiraz Vionia, maybe? Yeah. I don't Shiraz know if I go straight to Vionia. Well, you're looking for something lighter, maybe Vionia. Maybe Shiraz Vionia at a stretch. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that under advisement. Okay, oh, next. That's yeah. not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you get? Um, oh, uh, another snack at the footy. Um, yeah. Uh, Killer Python. Oh, Killer Python. Gee, Riesling. A Killer Python and Riesling? Really? Yeah, well, the killer, python, the killer Python's got all that kind of sweet, cloying sugar. You really need some acid, don't you? You need some nah. acid. Kind of... See, I just think you just got to you got to go like for like. You get maybe a um, uh, not a bot sem, caught and cut. <laughs> caught Riesling? and cut Riesling out of the Clear Valley. Out yes. of the Clear Valley and a, and a, yes. and a Killer Python. Killer Python and caught on cut. Okay, oh, you're just. You're whipping my butt here. That that's an excellent match. Oh, great, love it. All right, next. I'm loving this. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to think up something else. All right, uh, how about just because I can see um, some uh, not those Dorito chips. What do you call those triangular chips and uh, salsa? Yeah, you're right. Look, tortilla chips. Is that what you're tortilla saying? chips? Tortilla yep. chips. Yeah, and, and, and some and some salsa. Because there's a little bit of spice there, isn't it? But you yeah, want there the sweetness. Is. You want the, oh, I know. GSM. Oh, really? You're going red again? I'm going red again. Yes. Yeah, why, the sweetness, of the, the, the sweetness yeah, of the Grenache, the smoothness of the Mataro. Just, you know, just weight enough to cope with the, the spice of the chip. Yeah, yeah. I'm going red again. See, I'm throwing this straight over to um, like a semion, like a. Oh, why? I'm putting that into into that basket. Maybe an Albarino. Maybe. Ooh, Albarino. Ooh, Albarino. Well, Albarino maybe. Would Sam have enough to cope with? Because I'm thinking salsa. It's got a bit of kick to it, right? Yeah, it's the salsa that I want to sort of just soften out. Like, you know, you've got the the, the capsaicines or whatever it's called that's giving you the the spice in the mouth. The capsin, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and... uh, I was just worried that um, the the lactic acid won't help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're thinking, yeah, okay, you're thinking the GSM, the alcohol and the tannins. So you're obviously thinking hot salsa on the tortilla chips. Well, I am very, very pasty white man. So anything that's uh, uh, any kind of hot is too hot for me. (laughs) So even mild I, I look at with a bit of disdain. (laughs) <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, Alberino, it is then. <laughs> yeah, uh, an Alberino for the albino here. Um, uh, what's, an, what's another? What's another snack? Can, can, can we think out? What's another? Maybe just some bar, just, just some bar nuts. Bar nuts. Oh some, yeah, some nobby's got... nuts. Oh, okay. I've got, I've got the next two lines straight up. Let's go. We, okay, we're at the bar. You yeah. got some. You got some nuts. You got some bar nuts. What do you got? Yeah. I've got to go Chardonnay with that, haven't I? <laughs> We've already used it. I know with the chicken twisties. Well, Merrick Watts there, but we've got to use yeah, you know, just Chardonnay and bar nuts. Chardonnay and bar nuts. All right. Yeah. Oh, what would I go? I'm thinking Pinot. Pinot. Yeah. All I'm right. Thinking... Talk me through it. Talk me through it. Just something a bit earthy. And so it's almost like um, it's almost like having one of those salads, like a walnut salad. 
almost in your mouth, but like that, like mushroomy kind of pino with some nuts. If you if you've nah, got that in I'm a not, meal, nah, nah. You're not with no. me on that. I'm not with you. Chardonnay oh, okay. nuts. I reckon we have to do a degustation of uh, this lineup <laughs> one day, and I'm, I'm, I reckon I'll be proved right. All right, next one though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's it called now? I want to say. I want to say Bing Tang, but that's a T-shirt. That's oh, a, beer. a beer. That's an Asian it's, beer, yeah. It's a, it's a T-shirt. <laughs> that's the only time I've seen it on T-shirts. Yeah. Um, what's the What's the thing called? Um, ah, jerky. Your tongue. Yeah. Ooh, beef jerky. Now, this is a tough one for me, listeners. I'm not a big beef jerky fan, but I know it's basically straight protein and it's salty protein. Yeah. So why don't we go something like something big and robust like Zinfandel? Oh, okay, yeah. I was thinking pork for a second, but then I thought that's just too far. You were thinking what? Pork. I was thinking pork for a second, but I was also thinking that might be too far. Too far. Yeah. That's all right. I like it though. Zin Zinfandel, boom, or Primitivo if you're Italian, whichever the case may be. Giraffe? Giraffe. Giraffe, yes, absolutely. Or Petite Sarah. I'm not calling it Petite Sarah. <laughs> Come yank. on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. No, we're Australians. We call it Giraffe. It's like calling it Mataro. None of this Mavage, like, well, I don't know. It's well, more traditional in Australia is Giraffe and Mataro. We might have pushed a button here, folks. Oh, uh, why? <laughs> Petite Sarah, I was just winding you up there, Mr. Morris. Just... Uh, I've, I, you know, I wrote a whole show and did a whole show about you. I you're, know, actually. You're, you're, you're not thinking you pushed a button. You're trying to push a button on purpose. <laughs> you're like some of a big red button and a very large hand. That's me. Uh, okay, you got one more. You got one more super snack and wine uh. matching for us. Come on. All right, what, 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 what else do we get up to when we're sitting around? You've got bar snacks, you've got uh, – oh, okay. Has anybody had a burger? Chicken. We had a burger? Oh, yeah, no, okay. that's not a snack, that's a meal. Chicken yeah. wings. Ooh, chicken wings. Yeah. Fried? Well, not f- fresh off the bird. No, but like yeah, battered and fried or are you just – Battered and fried, Yeah. Oh, I'd want something like Sauvignon Blanc or Pinot Gris, I reckon. Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, absolutely. There is some good ones out there. Oh no, I'm not going to say there isn't. I just, I just don't. I just find it hard to find that as a oh chico roll. Or Maybe a Sauvignon Bruce. Blanc and a chico roll. Yeah, oh classic pairing right there. <laughs> and that's exactly what the French <laughs> were thinking when they planted it. They just had all fields of chicken chico rolls and very dry mouths. <laughs> we finally found something that goes with this. <laughs> the green herbaceous Sauvignon Blanc with the herbaceousness oh, of a chico roll. Dim Sims. Oh, Dim Sims. See, I'm not a dimmy. I'm not a dimmy expert. Like I know you are a rusted on dimmy fan. I fried or steamed? Gee, I'm steamed. What about you? Yeah, I think fried is fried. You 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 just say, oh, it's close to the Chico Roll department, so that's an easy match with the Sab Blanc again. But what would you go for steamed dim sim? Mm. Gosh, it's just simple pinot pinot gris. 
could we just get away with that? You know, the tart brightness of that green apple, lemon, honey, pear note, cleaning up the, the carpet bags. Is that what we're doing? Maybe, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I just want to go uh, a, a, a Rutherglen musket just for the hell of it, just to have some steam dips yes. in some Rutherglen musket just for the texture of See, it, really. This is, this is the great thing with matching great Aussie snacks with wine. We're not thinking about it. We're not overcomplicating it. We're just stuffing it in there. Like, <laughs> I think that's excellent. This is the, this is what it's all about. <laughs> stuffing it in there. Next time you're at the footy, folks, couple of steamed dim sims, potato cake, and uh, scallop, potato scallop, and, and some party pies, and a uh, and down at your local footy clubs, smorgasbord of wine. <laughs> That's gonna be great. Sitting on the back of the ute, honking the horn. Me, me. Good fun. Can't make it, kick it. Oh, this, this, is, this isn't as bad as the eighty-two. This is pretty good. <laughs> well, I said, you buffhead. Yeah, give it a try, listeners. Give it a try because snacks yeah. and wine—they do work. Give it a try. Yeah. This week, though, <laughs> we had uh, a huge, um, huge shout-out to all the listeners and all the listeners' questions which have been flooding in. How can people get in touch with us, Luke Morris? Oh, uh, so if you have very long arms, you could probably just, r- just wriggle them all through around doors and walls, like Mr. S- Mr. Captain Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic. Inspector Fantastic Gadget, maybe, and and, and uh, Inspector Gadget, and uh, all those stretchy, stretchy limbed people. If that's one of you, you could just, just stick out and start tapping people on the shoulder, and you know sign language until you find one of us, and then you can get in touch physically, or you could use the other stretching thing around the world of the interweb and email us at Luke's Talk Wine at Gmail. Perfect idea. Yeah. And this week we had a little bit of a fanboy moment. Uh, shout out to Dan from North Melbourne who's uh, sent in a couple of questions. I personally uh, had the pleasure of bumping into Dan in North Melbourne. So, Dan, thank you for saying hello. And if you do um, see either of us in the wild, Luke Morris uh, or myself, Luke Campbell, please don't hesitate. Maybe don't physically bump into us because that's a personal space issue. But do say hello, do reach out. And uh, I really thank Dan for saying uh, hello. And, Dan, we will get to the second part of your question in one of our upcoming episodes. But this week, (laughs) Rebecca from Curl Curl writes in, and this is the second time Rebecca's written in, and she writes, Luke Morris, Uh why aren't all wines vegan? It's because of harvesters, because they pick up so many rats and mice and spiders that every wine has got lots of meats in them. <laughs> Camel hair, horse hoofs, spiders, whatever you think. Not that much. <laughs> They're not picking up camels. What are you, crazy? I know Australia has the highest number of camels roaming free around the world, but uh, uh, no, we're not getting camels in the mix. Um. Why aren't all wines vegan? Yeah. 
what's it all depends on the process, I guess. Is it just the finding agents? Well, I mean, in recent times, there's been a rise in a popular uh, popular culture, really, of you know vegetarianism, veganism. Moreover, some wineries now label their wines, you know, as vegan friendly, or you know, which is very helpful, obviously. And there's plenty of wines that aren't labelled at all, so it's it's pretty hard to tell. But it, you know, there is actually loads of animal byproducts used in you know, the, the winemaking production. But I can only think of the finding agents that people use. Yeah. So well, they that... used to use egg yep. is, is one. And um, I think that's been sort of synthesised down to a powder back yep. in the good old days. They used to crack eggs over barrels because as a finding agent, it's a bonding compound. So um, all sort of murkiness would uh, attract itself to that um uh, the, the, the gelatinous element to it. I don't really know. I'm not. And, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know what the white words, but they would they would bond to that, and then they would help sink to the bottom of the barrel, and then you'd just, you know, pour out or, or suck out, or depending on how you're um, ad, uh, administering it or or what you're doing with it, you you take out the clean stuff, so you don't have mucky, dirty things in your in your teeth. Um, so that's so there's there's. They used to use egg white, and I think this is there's a synthesized product. So maybe, yeah, um, maybe that's one thing that vegans don't want. Uh, there's there's iskalin, I think it's called, which is the, uh, the, the fish fish, fish yeah. element that that's yeah. been used. The, the fish oil, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. What's the other one? Is there another? Yeah, that, well, the yeah, I mean, gelatin like the, the animal protein. So yeah, I mean, the re- the reason and is this, yeast an animal? No, well, yeast is a bacteria. But the bacteria. The, the the reason to enter succinct, and I think you pretty much know it there, Luke Morris. But as to answer Rebecca's question, the reason that all wines aren't vegan or even uh, like friend, you know, vegetarian friendly has to do with how the wine is clarified at the end of fermentation. There's a process. It's called. Um, oh, I've just had a mental blank. What do you call it, Luke Morris? You call it racking, racking, fining, fining is what you call. It. And all fining. young, yeah. all, every every wine's actually hazy until you actually fine it. If you leave a wine long enough, it'll actually settle out and self. Fine, but these days traditionally producers have used different fining agents with which Lukey's um gone through there. You know, he's mentioned the the milk powder, the milk proteins, the oh, there's milk, yeah, proteins. yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, and the, the fish oil and things like that. So, these are kind of fining agents, they're, they're but they're all used in the process. So, all, all young wines are hazy because they contain the tiny kind of molecules and tartrates and proteins, tannins, phenolic skin, skin extracts, blah, 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 blah. These things, though, they're, they're all natural and in no way are they harmful. But, however, we as consumers want to drink things that are a little bit, um, you know, c- clearer. And not always do we want to drink things cloudy. I mean, I had a, a skinsy wine the other night, but not always are you looking for something like that. They want things to be clearer and brighter. So you have to find the wines with these agents that we were um, talking about. Yeah. And these, these they're, they're not harmful. 
egg whites have been used for, for years to the, the thing to remember with that stuff as well is that all that is supposed to not be in the finished product as well. So right. it's, uh, it, it's it, as, I, as I said, it, it's all about uh, having it filtered down to the base of the tank or the barrel or whatever your holding vessel you're using, um, that, or yep. and then you're, you're, you're pulling from above it. So you wind up what's in the bottle has had things pass through it, but it doesn't actually contain anything mm. um, and any of those elements. No, that's it's, right. It's, like egg, egg, yeah, whites, egg whites, gelatin, uh, and the fish oil, all these things are heavier than the alcohol that's being produced, and so they just float with it and take out basically any... It, it, they attra- attract all of those kind of molecules and, and, and protein and take any impurities with it and just float down to the bottom and then you pump out off, off the top of it. Yeah, and it's worth noting that uh, every winery uses something different. So, um, you know, they don't they don't all use the same elements. You, you, you know, some people might use eggs, some people might use fish. I, I, I don't know where the choice stems from. Um, oh, I think it's a personal one. Like if you were yeah. making your Albarino in the Grampians and you might be using fish oil and then I was making my Sauvignon Blanc in the south of the you know southern highlands of new south wales i might be using you know gelatin like i think it's a personal preference and it since there's synthesized products used now is is does that mean that these wines can be labeled as vegan well, the only way they could be used and labelled as vegan, like the the milk, the milk, the synthesised milk powder, it's still a derivative yeah. of uh, milk. But the only way these guys could be so the the wines that are labelled vegan or vegan friendly would have been fined with, um, uh, you know the 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 earth base, you know, the, oh the clay based clay. Um, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So bentonite, charcoal. Which are these are vegan friendly agents that are used now, which come from the earth, and so based on those things, these clarify and self stabilize at a different rate to the previous methods. Um, and these are these are what and how people can make vegan friendly wines by using activated charcoal or bentonite, which are clay based, earth based finding agents. And maybe they're more. I don't know if they're more expensive or. People just aren't catering to the vegan market. To to be honest, because it's a small market, so it's if it's a, a hindrance to the business, maybe it's it's just you know oh, look, too I, hard. I, don't, I, I, I think it, with the, the move towards the, that nat, the natural wine movement, like you know, there's an increasing number of producers now that just are allowing nature to take its course and not even doing any of that finding. So, you know, like I think wine producers around the globe, some of them are selecting not even to filter their wines, you know. So you're just allowing them to self-stabilise. And then these wines would mention that they're either filtered or non-filtered. Haven't you had a lot of people like return wines saying how they're cloudy or they're messy or there's something like that? You know, people get really worried about tartrates in the base of a bottle and just so many, I want to say, frankly, complaints 
about something that's not pure and clean. I, I have. I have yeah. had wines over the journey in, in, in retail and uh, certainly in the early days of Vinified have wines re- returned based on that. But now, so I, I think consumers' level of knowledge and with podcasts like ours is providing it, people are a, a bit more aware of what those star traits are and they're not, they're not finding such an objection. <clears throat> yeah. as, as a wine judge, if you're, if you're judging wines, and it's not a bracket of natural wines, you would simply push those wines that have been unfiltered, unfined. Generally, uh, you would push them aside because they're considered, that, that's considered a fault if a wine's cloudy. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, in, in national shows and bigger shows, you'll just, those wines will just be simply pushed aside. Still today, that happens. Still today. Still today. Yeah. I mm. see that's, that's part of the reason why. Winery, uh, wineries don't do it because they're harshly judged. Well, that's probably like, why. Yeah, yeah. So. That's 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 probably one of the leading reasons why wineries aren't. Or some people won't be labelled as vegan just print simply because to get a certification is a pain in the butt. Like, there's lots of wineries that operate in what you might call um, uh, minimal interventionist sort of processes but to get the stamp of approval costs them a few thousand dollars which I'd rather spend on their kids education sending people to school you know that sort of that that's how tight their budgets can be farmers on the land yeah so they they, they don't all want to spend the, the the money required to get a little sticker on their label by some authoritative business but um i suppose the other thing is yeah, if, if, if there's a, a, a potential negative backlash in terms of, you know, having unfiltered wines harshly graded by wine judges, they might also steer clear. It's, it's probably just a, or a growing stage of the business, of, of the industry. I think so. I, I think just because, just because of the sheer pro- proliferation of these wines, the the natural the ambers I, I think they will be more more um, readily available and I think they'll be widely more understood as well I mean if it had the other the other kind of adjunct to this is how do you know if a wine is vegan like often a winery label will, will label their wine um, it's if a wine doesn't specifically say it's vegan on the label. Just look for unfiltered or the words unfined. Um, yeah. th- these are a good, you know, a good chance that these wines will be will be vegan. Ve- remembering that the animal products, gelatin or fish oil, whatever it might be, these these wines are th- these um, ingredients are necessary to filter the wine, but they're not preservatives. Like um, it doesn't being vegan doesn't make it any a bigger prospect for cellaring or it doesn't make it any less likely to last a long time. Like vegan wine, you know, just lasts like normal wine. So it's not a, these additives aren't preserved. Oh, yeah, you, you're talking about unfiltered stuff. There's been unfiltered wines for, oh gosh, what was, what was a great wine that I got? I think it was like a Rockford basket press. I kid you not that I got um, uh, a bit of a, a berry, Skin, like almost a whole berry. So it was like a punctured berry <laughs> still stuck to the the, the, the um the stalky bit of of the um bunch within the bottle. 
and pour that out into my glass. I went, well, yep, that's fairly unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> that is unfiltered. So then that that you know that's decade or so ago. That's um, you know the 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 processes that that have been around for a while. This is very slow on the um, marketing, I guess, to it. Yes, they are. That's, yeah. Hey, have you been drinking anything tasty? What have you been drinking, Luke Morris? To be honest with you, I did uh, the, the most interesting thing I, I drank in the last week would be uh, the electrolytes I had while doing a 19K run on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations about that. You would have been no, thirsty after that. No, it wasn't. It was. It was. It's the thing of um, hydrate before you're thirsty, because mm-hmm. if you're thirsty, then you've stuffed up. Yeah, you, right, okay. you, if you start feeling thirsty, your body's reacting, telling you, like, it's too late. You should have been drinking before you're thirsty. And so I was running along, having this, and I won't name the business, but having these little electrolytes um, diluted in water, and it was. It was surprisingly really effective. I felt a lot better because I had I did. This is the thing about running, people. I've I've discovered that when you go for a long run and you end those competitions and you and you you pick that cup up along the side off the table to go as you keep going along. It's really hard to drink from a cup while you're running. <laughs> I get a sippy cup or some sort of. Sponge, maybe pour it into a sponge and just soak it into my mouth. I don't. How do you? Are you ever running along chasing after one of your kids with a glass of wine, Campbell, and trying to have a sip at the same time? It's oh, not easy. That is very difficult. Yes, and as I've got twins, I've got two glasses of wine, one in each. <laughs> very difficult. You need to wear one of those hats with the two <laughs> tubes sinking into your mouth. Hey, you're an ideas man. Well, that's what I do. I have a, um, uh, I want to call it a camelback because I think that's what it's called, where you run with a, it's a, a, a tight printing backpack with a bladder in it and you just suck um, through a little, almost like a straw. As you, not, a, not a crazy straw, it's not that fun, but a, a little straw as you bumble, you, you bumble along. It's, it's nice. Excellent. What about you? What have you been drinking? <laughs> well, nothing as exciting and flavoursome as electrolytes. Electrolytes? Um, I don't know. If the... <laughs> no, I lie, actually. Uh, after we had those uh, cicadas, seaweed cicadas and uh, some... Seaweed skin... cicadas? What? Yeah, seaweed, seaweed cicadas on the weekend and a, skin, a glass of Skinzy Pinot Gris. We followed her oh. up, actually, with a... Seville, Seville Estate Pinot Noir, actually, from 2021, the new release. Just cherry and spice and all things nice. This had flavour abound. And it's just a really classic medium-bodied Yarra Valley Pinot. And I think, I mean, it was designed to evolve even more. But it was just it was just so well-weighted. And that beautiful thing about, um, and you've mentioned it on the podcast here before, that kind of, iron fist in a velvet glove it was just all of that and it had this kind of power but then it was quite elegant on the finish it was, yeah it was lovely of a sunday afternoon early evening drink and it just got do you think thinking. it would go well with beer nuts no nah. <laughs> <laughs> no this is slightly more st- serious i really did uh we we had a 
What are we duck? Peking duck that was had some beer in that shoved in it. <laughs> now hang on, we can't be stuffing things in things. Last week you were stuffing. What do you mean don't stuff in things in the things? This week you're stuffing beer nuts in. You in... never had a turducken? Oh, turducken! Don't get me started. Is that really food? That's just—it's not food. It's excess protein. Come on. Someone was telling me about talking about turducken, a duck the other day, and I just thought, How? and they said they were—they were going to call their duck. Um, peaking or something i thought oh wouldn't it be horrible just like so it knows what's going to happen i thought wouldn't it be horrible if you caught it to duck and so it knows that it's going to be shoved inside something else <laughs> oh my goodness an outlook this is your future here's the, here's the chicken next to you and here's the turkey you guys get to know each other well over the next few months because you're going to get to know each other Really well, like the um, <laughs> what's that movie, The Worm? Was it the centipede, the human centipede, but more like <laughs> a duck, chicken, turkey form? You guys, <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, that's enough. Oh, um, didn't you have something else you wanted to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. You can keep your turducken, ladies uh. and gentlemen. He's been Luke Morris. I've been Luke Campbell. You can find us on the gram, you can find myself at Luke. Where am I? On the gram. You're vinified. You can, you can find me at vinified underscore wine underscore services. You can find him on the gram at Luke Morris. Ha! Or you could just even follow and share this podcast with your friends, with your family. And thanks very much again share for listening. With your family. Share with your family. Get people involved. There's fun for the whole we family. Make Luke. a quiz, Luke. We, we have just paired all of the family snacks with wine. People want to know this stuff. And in the great words of Tony Barber, keep smiling and bye for now. <laughs> How do I stop recording? There we go. Vinified are the wine cellars specialists. We're Australia's only personal sommelier service. Our sommeliers work with you to build your cellar. Our aim is to bring you the wines from the freshest new producers, all based on your tastes. We can come to you, source your wines, present tastings. Think of Vinified as your wine concierge. We can do retail, we can do tastings, we can host your dinner parties, or we can procure you that rare wine. Vinified is proud to be associated with Luke's Talk Wine. www.vinified.com.au